Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to the Ball Blast Podcast. Here to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. Now, here are your hosts, Kay Majuk, Michelle Majuk, and Jake Trowbridge. Ew! Ew! Welcome into the Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast, where it's our goal to help you get ballsy and win your fantasy football leagues. I'm your host, Michelle. You can find me on Twitter at BallBlastEm, BallBlastEM. And I'm Kate. You could follow me on FFBallBlast. And I'm Jake. You can find me at Jake Trowbridge with a W. On FF Ball Blast. That's like yeah. a new, uh, it's the new Twitter. Uh, I actually started my own social media platform where you can follow me. I was just staring at you like, do, <laughs> do we fix that? And I nope. was like, you know what? It's February. I don't care. No. <laughs> I don't care. And also, you don't know that I haven't started my own social True, media. I wouldn't put it past you. Technically, she just Make screenshotted sure. Twitter and then copied it and erased Twitter and wrote cater over top of it. But it's basically <laughs> the same. Sounds like something I would 100% Hey, if it takes away all the trolls, I'll be there. I'm sure it's better than Twitter, no matter what it is. Make sure to go hit that five-star review wherever you're listening to podcasts. And, uh, you know, just help us out over there. We appreciate it. Including Spotify, guys. Don't forget Spotify, uh, which you can newly leave reviews. So I appreciate all y'all's support. Give us give us those five stars. We're going to have a fun conversation today about free agency. It's going to be chillaxed, right? We're just going to talk about where these players could possibly land that will affect not only their, you know, dynasty or redraft uh, value for fantasy next season, but also like the other players on the team or players that are going to be leaving behind. Like, how does this affect everyone? And I think we can all agree the one at the top here, that's pretty much just like the domino effect for the rest of how this off season's going to go is your man, Aaron Rodgers. Don't Should call him by off, Like your <laughs> man, Aaron Rodgers. Well, it's not Cheyenne. Cheyenne. What's her name? Woolly. Uh, Shalene Woodley. Shalene Woodley. I don't, I don't yeah, know how to say not, her first name. Not Shalene Woodley's that's man not, that's anymore. That's definitely not how you say her first name. Breaking but, news. Breaking news. Ms. They broke up. Yeah. <laughs> Ms. Woodley. <laughs> Is there anyone out there that seems like would be a worse boyfriend than Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> just, <laughs> just feel like you'd be so bad. Um, a all of a sudden I feel like you'd be really stinky um, so that's just <laughs> not helpful for anyone I just feel like he'd be such uh, a jerk but but uh, besides that we're talking about his football yes. career here and I really do feel like everything depends on him this free agency because teams that are looking for quarterbacks I mean the list starts at Aaron Rodgers right where he's being you know you're hearing rumors that maybe it could be the Broncos um, or maybe he stays with the Packers, but I feel like that Broncos landing spot is so key there because if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, then maybe they go get a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo or Mitch Trubisky or something like that. So that's going to totally depend on what Aaron Rodgers does. Now, as a Packers fan, Jake, do you think that they keep him? Like, is he there in 2022? Like, at the beginning of this season, I would have said 1,000% not. 
And I now I just have to say like 990% not. There's a little bit. I'm not good at math, by the way. But there does seem to be a little bit of a chance now that he actually sticks around. It all depends on what he means by a rebuilding team. Because he said a couple of weeks ago he does not want to be a part of a rebuild in Packerland. So if they can't sign all of their top guys, which they probably can't because their cap space is ridiculous right now then he's probably not going to be there because by default, I think it'll be considered a rebuild. They are literally the, uh, like the definition of cap space hell. They are $48 million over the cap uh, at their projected point as of uh, right now, like mid-February. And they don't have, like you have Devontae Adams hitting free agency. Like, you don't have any room to really do anything. And now they're talking, you know, like to keep Aaron Rodgers there. They want to maybe, um, you know, give him some monetary incentive. You don't have any left. Like they'll have <laughs> to kick it so far down the road, but they're also going to have to talk their free agents into, you know, getting that money down down the road instead of in 2022. I know there's different ways to work it where you can get bonus. Like they're going to make money, right, in 2022, but it's just going to be have to be a different way that you're getting your contract. I keep hearing, like, Dev- we all assume Devontae Adams is going to be where Aaron Rodgers is. It seems like those two want to play together, right? Right. Besties. But if Devontae Adams gets a massive contract somewhere else and he sees that offer, he might say goodbye, A. But also I keep saying, oh, the Packers will just franchise tag him. Like, I don't even know if that's a possibility. Like, the Steelers this past offseason, they were in cap hell. And a lot of the players in free agency were signing one-year deals because the cap space wasn't as much last offseason, so they knew they could make more money this year. The Steelers couldn't do one-year deals because they had no money for just the season. They needed those three-year deals where they can you, you know, use the cap space in the future and push the money down the road. I don't see how it's possible they can franchise tag Adams when they're $50 million over the cap. Like They need him to sign a long-term deal. That's like the only way they can keep him. It's curious. Am I, am I wrong here? You're not wrong, but I don't know. I don't understand every team in the history seems to be able to finagle the cap just enough to get these little deals temporarily done. And it's like, oh, we'll put you on the books for just for now. Let us just baby franchise tag you. We promise it'll turn into something great. And then they kind of talk to the other players and they're like, okay, you guys, we'll figure out your little cap, your cap situation for right now. I don't know how, but the magic always seems to be there. So I think it could happen. But franchise tagging Adams would then put them near $70 million over the cap. And that means Rodgers is staying, right? If Adams is staying, like I, I would assume. I don't think Rodgers stays there without Adams. Like he might just retire. Yeah, and I also don't think the Packers care to pay Adams if Rodgers isn't there. Like they're pretty much going to go back into rebuild, right? So either you need to figure out a long-term deal with Adams to keep him, or like franchise tagging him wouldn't make much sense because I can't imagine they actually think they're going to win anything without Rodgers this season. But I, I just I. I think they're in this situation where people keep um, comparing them to the Saints a couple years ago. No, they're in the situation the Saints were in last offseason. Like, the Saints ruined their cap space, yes, right? And that's why they ruined their fin- their finances for the future, and that's why last offseason it was so rough for them. They got under the cap, of course. They're always going to get under. But they had a, a guy like Trey, Hendrickson, uh, sorry, Trey Hendrickson leave in free agency 
Uh, he goes to the Bengals and absolutely destroys it and kills it and changes like their entire defense for them with their pass rush. And they had to lose him. Like these are players you're going to be losing as Packers fans, as, as Aaron Rodgers considering to stay there or not. Like you're going to lose massive pieces. The best part of the Saints, though, is just still the Taysom Hill contract because you paid Taysom. Sean Payton really paid Taysom Hill and was like, bye. <laughs> like, what? I just, I just can't get over that. That's besides the point. But Aaron Rodgers, I'm sick of the drama. And I would really just like to see him move on from the Packers because I'm really sick of having this conversation every year. Where do you want to see him go, Jake, for fantasy purposes besides the Packers? For fantasy, the best fit is Denver. I think hands down because of the weapons that are there and because it's actually a cohesive team. It's not just like, here's a bunch of wide receivers. It's actually cohesion all around. So I think that would be the best for real life and for fantasy. And are you buying guys like Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton in hopes that Rodgers gets there? I'm scooping all of them up regardless because they're like their price point has never been lower in the history of them being in the the fantasy sphere. So I'm taking them regardless and you're going to get a massive increase if he does sign there. Yeah. I just feel like the Broncos make so much more sense for him. So many weapons for him to utilize. You got a great run game, a really good defense, and then they have so much cap space to use that not only they can bring in Rodgers, they can bring in Adams, they can bring in other pieces. They have five draft picks in the first three rounds. Likely they'll have to use those to trade for him, but it just seems so much more logical for me. But that's where I'm hoping he goes. Now, that will affect Jimmy Garoppolo then, right? Because I feel like if the Broncos don't land Aaron Rodgers, their next place they would go to is trying to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. A place you never want to go. Uh, <laughs> what a drastic change, by the way, in value from Aaron Rodgers. We're going to try and get Aaron Rodgers, guys. We're all in to win. Okay, he's not available. Can we get Jimmy G, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> and I realized at the beginning of this episode, I said we're talking about free agency. But, you know, I'm just talking about this offseason. We're going to get into free agents. But these players, like, this is what's going to affect how – these free agents will be signed, right? With which guys get traded. I mean, if they're not traded, then there's going to be more openings. But I, I do think the Broncos will go after Jimmy Garoppolo, unfortunately for them, if they don't land Rodgers, like you said. And I don't know if that's a good thing for Jerry Judy or Cortland Sun, but it's an upgrade from Drew Locke. And that's all that matters. True. I will give Jimmy Garoppolo that. But where do you think the best fit is for Jimmy Garoppolo? And is there a place where if he goes to that, you'll feel better about those options? Like like a Washington with Terry McLaurin. Like, would that make you feel good about Terry McLaurin? I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo makes me feel good about anybody, but it maybe keeps the craziness away in terms of like fluctuation of value for a guy like Devontae Smith, for example. I saw the Eagles flirted with uh, the idea of Jimmy G. That would be an upgrade for those guys because they would be throwing the ball more. So a guy like Jalen Hurts, who is just not going to have as many pass attempts, is going to naturally hurt value more than Jimmy G. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be substantial enough that I'm excited for it. Yeah. Did Jimmy Garoppolo throw the ball that more than Jalen Hurts this year? I would have to look it up. But I feel like he never throws the ball. <laughs> But that's also in the 49er system where they run a lot. But, like, yeah, I I, I do agree that he would be an upgrade for Devontae Smith just because instead of, you know, scrambling like Jalen Hurts does, maybe he stays in the pocket a little bit longer. Because he can't move because he has (laughs) literal concrete legs. I don't know. He's a fine (laughs) mobile. He's fine. 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 Uh, What about uh, 
a fit uh hear me out here what if he was with the team with uh like some uh i don't know some weapons around him uh what if the bucks made a move for jimmy garoppolo i think it's hilarious because it's just him yeah. constantly following in tom brady's shadow but uh oh my god that i didn't even think about that <laughs> i did not think about that but they do so like a, a couple of things uh they're not necessarily in cap space hell they have a little space available i don't think he's going to be a super costly option but you still have mike evans under under contract like you do have uh, a, a lot of pieces there that i think uh you could bring back somewhat affordably in leonard fournette um chris godwin i don't think is going to be one of those affordable pieces but uh i, I think like he's a decent enough quarterback that I think him and Mike Evans would be a pretty bad pairing. <laughs> like a contested. I mean, Mike Evans can get open. Don't get me wrong. So he, he'd be okay. It wouldn't be as bad as like a Chase Claypool in him. Um, but like whenever I think of like a deep contested catch type guy, I do not think of Jimmy Garoppolo. That's fair. And he, like Bruce Arians would hate Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like Bruce Arians wants to go deep on every play. Bruce Arians feels uh, like his own puzzle Saints? piece, by the way, or his own domino to see if he sticks around. I feel like Arians could be out. Arians could be out. How about the Saints? Sucks for him. I mean, he has no one to pass to. He, he has Michael Thomas. If he's there. Anyways, uh, but Washington, I guess, is rumored. There's a rumor around that they would be willing to give up the 11th overall pick for him, which I don't know if that's true or not, because that seems really hefty. But I guess if they feel he's better than any of these rookie quarterbacks, which this rookie quarterback class is pretty bad, then that's fair. If that's what they wanted to take is a quarterback. That makes sense. Uh, and again, like, do does this increase? Like, do you want to go buy Terry McLaurin right now and hopes does this happen or does it not really move the needle? I feel like it doesn't move the needle for me enough. Yeah, it's not exciting and it's not a value changer. Like, there's no need to rush out and get him because I don't think his perceived value will change in Dynasty. So, like, whether you trade for him now or trade for him later, that's probably going to be the same. Um, but I, I'm personally not in. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's just that much variability in terms of Terry McLaurin. Like, this year, uh, not a super fantastic season for him from for, you know, fantasy purposes, but... Like, this is three seasons back-to-back where he's had at least 900 or more receiving yards, and I still feel like his value isn't that high. So I don't feel like quarterback is the issue here. He feels like a Tyler Boyd to me. He's just always a a solid, reliable wide receiver that I don't think – I don't know that a quarterback moves the needle as much for him. If he gets touchdowns, that'll be nice for him. But I love the talent. He just – I don't know. I, I don't want to go buy him, that's for sure. But if he gets a quarterback and people are hyped, then it's a perfect time to sell. Let's move on to these three guys. I kind of feel like they fit in the same mold here. And maybe maybe this isn't fair to Jameis Winston, but... Jameis Winston does not fit this mold. Okay, fine. Do any of these three guys get a starting gig in 2022? So talking about Mitch Trubisky, Jameis Winston, or Marcus Mariota. And I feel like Marcus Mariota's maybe a reach, right? But... Do we think these three guys, any of them, get a starting job? Or do all three get starting jobs? There's a lot of openings right now. And like I already brought up, bad class. Who are we feeling good about, you know, landing one of these openings this offseason? I kind of like Mitch Trubisky. Like, I, I I think you've 
more so sold me on the idea of Mitch Trubisky, but uh, with a solid defense. Jake's face when he said sold me on Mitch Trubisky. I know. I, like, is... I need to shower now, but. His eyes were like, what does that even mean? I didn't know um, anyone could be sold on Mitch Trubisky. But, I mean, we've seen his upside as a rusher, not consistently, but we've seen his upside as a passer, not consistently. Um, he's been a very inconsistent performing quarterback but I do think that it, with the right coach with the right system he could put all those pieces together and um you know I think outside of like his shoulder injuries when he's been fully healthy he's been a very viable fantasy quarterback which like again sounds disgusting but uh it seems like every single year uh that we've had the opportunity to see him play he's performing and then suffers a shoulder injury and then he doesn't perform anymore, and then we crap on Mitch Trubisky. But yeah. he's I think he's much more decent for fantasy than... And we have at least seen him be able to uh, allow one guy on his team to be fantasy relevant, uh, Allen Robinson. So we know he can feed his wide receiver one if he needs to. It's not always a prettiest, but you know what I don't think is fair? Listen, I love Justin Fields. He's my boy. I talked him up all offseason, but it's not fair that he gets the whole excuse like, oh, well, he was stuck with Matt Nagy. He was stuck with Matt Nagy. It's like, well, Mitch Trubisky should be getting that same excuse then because, I mean, Trubisky was far better in that offense. When you're comparing Trubisky compared to all the other Chicago starting quarterbacks, their stats combined in the Matt Nagy era, it's like Trubisky killed it. He was he had a twenty five and thirteen record. All the other quarterbacks had a nine and eighteen record. Uh, the Bears averaged twenty three point three points per game with Trubisky as a starting quarterback. Average only eighteen point five points per game with all the other quarterbacks. At like way better in total yards per game, yards per play, third down present. Like Trubisky was by far the best quarterback in Nagy's system. So maybe that's saying something because we know Matt Nagy's a bad offensive play caller a bad coach so I just don't think it's fair where we're like oh well Justin Fields is gonna be great without him and we're not saying the same thing about Trubisky I don't know if it's saying enough (laughs) I don't know if (laughs) if the Matt Nagy effect has said enough I I think the issue with Mitch Trubisky is like okay yeah he had a good year and a half or so but then there was his rookie season which was not good at all and uh, obviously it's it's a little bit unfair to make a one-for-one comparison there but I think Mitch Trubisky is very capable of being just as good of a backup quarterback as anybody else in the league. How about that? So you don't think he gets a starting job this offseason? I think the issue with a guy like Mitch Trubisky is there's some obvious quarterback vacancies, your Bucks, your Broncos, uh, et cetera. There are some Steelers. There are some less obvious ones. There are some like, "Mm, maybe they go for a new quarterback, you know, Maybe Washington decides to venture out. Maybe Philadelphia decides to venture out, but we don't know for sure. And so I feel like it's all, is he an upgrade over those guys? I don't know if he is. I don't know if the teams think he is. Mitchell Trubisky, uh, back in the 2020 season, he did miss some time due to injury, but uh, four out of his nine games in the season, he was a quarterback one, which I still feel like it's not fantastic. But for the price that you can get Mitch Trubisky at in Dynasty, he's essentially a throwaway piece. I just picked him up. It was a one-quarterback league, but he was on waivers. I grabbed him. I had no need for a quarterback. I have Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson already. It's a one-quarterback league. Like, I'm fine. But if 
he gets signed somewhere and I can go trade him for a third round pick. I just got a free rookie third round pick. It might turn into nothing, but like, so just check to see if he's on waivers and super flex leagues. He's a nice, like go buy low right now. Um, or if you have him, like, hold on at least don't sell him until he signs somewhere. I do think he gets a starting job. Like there's too many openings right now. Even if a team wants to, um, draft one of these quarterbacks in, in this draft, like, they can't just assume you're going to be your starter, right? Like a lot of these guys, I like Malik Willis a lot. I think- I'm not going to feel good about the Steelers starting him week one. Like I-, I still would like them to get a cheap vet like a Mitch Trubisky or a Marcus Mariota. And I think they can start for a year while the rookies, any of these rookies learn from them because it's a really bad class. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think there are any rookie quarterbacks right now that I would feel comfortable starting but you have so many, like the Broncos. I, I, I think Trubisky's an upgrade from Drew Locke easily. Uh, Sam Darnold had a starting job last year. I mean, there's literally not a worse quarterback in the Ew. entire world, and he had a job last year. Like, I just feel like Trubisky should get another ch- chance. And as a Steelers fan, I would rather sign Trubisky than trade a first or second round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. Easily. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I think most fans should be reasonable enough (laughs) to agree with that. (laughs) Michelle, you're getting promoted to Steelers GM. Thank you. (laughs) Now, Marcus Mariota seems a little bit more far-fetched that he gets a starting job, but I think he'd be really nice for fantasy if he did because of that rushing ability. Like, just not top – he'd be, like, fringe, like, quarterback 12 to, like, 16, you know, in that range if he actually started every game just because of his rushing ability. I don't think it would be beautiful, but I do think he would have enough nice games that it would be consistent enough to put him, like, in that range. Um, I do think it would probably only last for, like, a year. I can't picture him winning many games, uh, but I guess he could land a spot. We think he, do you guys agree that he lands the job? If the Panthers just want to keep cycling through these kind of one-year quarterbacks, he's a great fit for them, and I think they should take him. (laughs) All right, let's talk about some of the best free agent running backs. This running back group is actually, it's kind of thin, but there's some good ones at the top here. We have Rashad Penny, which no one would be, like, in the middle of the 2021 season. You would have just thought, like, he's nothing, right? (laughs) Like, we gave up on his career. I'm a Penny truther. I gave up on his career. And then he blows up at the end of the year, making himself a ton of money. Like, he's going to either get franchise. Can he still get franchise tagged from the Seahawks? So he can either get tagged and make a lot of money just this season, or someone's going to offer him a contract. I feel like the most logical thing would be for the Seahawks to keep him. You know, he did spend a first on him, and then he finally is doing well. Where do you guys see him going this offseason? Here's where I don't want him to go, and here's where I think he's going to go, which is the Buffalo Bills. And I wouldn't like it. That would be terrible. But I think that that is a very likely landing spot for him. Um, Otherwise, you're looking at a team like, like, I don't want to see him go to the Texans. But would the Texans do something silly enough to pay a running back that much money? Probably. So they, he could go there too. They just paid Rex Burkhead some money. So. Would we like the Falcons? <laughs> I feel like he would get a lot of carries there. I just don't know if that's a good system for any running back. Ugh. Now that Cordero Patterson's still going to be there at Super Cheap. Like that vultures so much of the receiving upside there. So I, I wouldn't Cordero like Patterson, it. also a free agent. So... Mm. I think that goes back to, do we think uh, he gets re-signed by the team? I think Rashad Penny, if I had to bet like $1,000 right now, I'd say he's staying in Seattle. 
the way Same. that they structured uh, Chris Carson's contract and the way that they sort of front-loaded his money, I think gives them a little bit of uh, room to work uh, in terms of how they can just structure his overall deal. They made the investment in him. They finally were able to see what he could do when healthy. Um, Michelle, share some of these mind-boggling stats that you have on Rashad Penny because as you pointed out last last week, we are intended to read all of the stats that you provide. <laughs> well, A, I just love Rashad Penny, and I had to write about him as a free agent, so I just had fun with it, right? Like, I understand this is a small sample size we're working with here, but Penny is rarely healthy, and I feel like everything that comes down to this man is about health because he is insanely talented if his body could just hold up. But this season, he led the NFL in yards per carry, 6.3 yards. We're just looking at guys here with a minimum of 50 carries, like, that's like, that's a lot of guys. So he led the league there, but that's also the third most yards per carry in a single season uh, in the Super Bowl era. So it was an insane season for him. Uh, Jamal Charles is the only one that's been higher in the last 50 seasons than him in a, in a full season, which is pretty crazy. But anytime that Penny just has 12 plus carries, it's only been seven games, small sample size. He averaged 134.7 rushing yards per game. That's insane because he's not even in those games. It's not even like he's getting 30 carries, right? Like he's getting like 17, 19 carries. So it's still a little limited amount of carries. He's just going off in those games. Um, I don't even want to talk about my most yards per carry among all first round running backs. So I'm going to talk about it anyways. Um, his <laughs> career average is 5.6. Um, and that is actually the most career yards per carry among all all running backs drafted in the first round since 1950. Uh, it's it's right there with three Hall of Famers, Jim Brown, Gal Sayers, and Barry Sanders. Those are the top four. So all I'm saying is he's basically a Hall of Famer. Um, so <laughs> go, go, go get him on your fantasy leagues right now. No, but he just, he just killed it at the end of the year, and I think we saw the talent he can have. Obviously, those aren't going to be, going to be those games he has every time he's finally a lead back. But if his body could just hold up for 250 touches, I'm not saying it can. We haven't seen it. So crazy to say it can happen. But he, I do believe he'd be a top five running back in a season, a fantasy running back, if his body could just hold up. I'm all down for going to trade for him right now. Um, unless someone owns him who's like crazy like me and values him far too high, <laughs> then obviously you're not going to be able to go get it. But I love him sticking with the Seahawks. Like, that's what I want. But if he were to leave, like, what about the Dolphins? That seems like a nice landing spot. Yeah, be perfectly I fine. Think, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, a fine landing spot. Um, I just don't know. And, like, this remains to be seen sort of too just with the, like, coaching change and uh, the – I feel like I don't want to send anybody to Miami just with the current state of that franchise and some of the tumultuous uh, tumult vibing there in that organization. But it's kind of also hard to tell how this new regime is going to be utilizing the run game. Because I feel like, you know, we didn't really see a clear devotion uh, to like one specific running back this season. Not that they've really had a guy that was like good enough to devote, you know, like a, a bunch of carries to, but I, I think if Rashad Penny sees carries, he's going to be one of the best dynasty buys 
yep. period this entire offseason. I agree. I love that man. Just stay healthy, my bud. Yeah, here's a question. Melvin, here's a question yeah. I'm very curious about. Would you speaking of his health, would you rather have six games of Rashad Penny or an entire season of Miles Gaskin? Six games of Rashad Penny. <laughs> six games of Rashad Penny. hundred yeah, percent, yeah. I, I think that yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure if we looked at their fantasy points, it, it was probably pretty much that this year. And I'm guessing Penny scored more, which is sad. Uh, let's move on to Melvin Gordon. Old man Melvin Gordon still doing his thing out there. Um, if he has any fantasy value left in him, right? I feel like every year we're like, oh, goodness, like he's dying. He's dying. But he still had some good fantasy games this past season. Um, I think everyone is kind of hoping he leaves the Broncos so Javante Williams can live and thrive and be his best self. Uh, but another good, like, I just feel like the Dolphins for him as well. I I guess I'm going to keep going back to the Dolphins here, but it seems like it'd be a nice spot or the Jets. I just don't know how many touchdowns are going to be available. If you're the the Jets don't need a running back. You love Michael Carter. He is pre- he is pretty studly. I mean, come on. Uh, Michael Carter, like he's still so undervalued, and I think it's because of his size. But I mean, Melvin Gordon has already said that he would love to go back to Denver. Um, I I don't think he's going to cost Denver much money. I think like that just seems like a very natural re-signing for me, and I don't think that's not a bad thing. Like I think that balance of the run game it, it is a bad thing. Not for the team. Oh, no, not for the team. The team would love it. Yeah, that's great for the team in their run game. And I think if they signed a guy like Aaron Rodgers, like you want to keep Melvin Gordon, right? Like you're all in on winning. Keep both guys fresh and healthy. But it's a really bad thing for Javante Williams in fantasy. I mean, it is. But I, I also think that. Well, you know what? NFL teams should start thinking about our fantasy teams. Yeah, we don't want two RB14s. We want one RB4. Damn it. Yes. yes. The math, guys. The math. Is there anywhere he would go to where you'd be like, oh, I want this dude on my team? Or are we just kind of like, yeah, if you are if you already have Melvin Gordon, then fine. You, you can plug him into your RB2 spot sometimes. But like, you, no, you Melvin def- Gordon is a weekly RB2. Period. No, he's not. I've ha- I had I'm him. sorry. And I if, had him in a couple leagues, and there are not- many times he did nothing. Michelle? <laughs> he's not. He's an he RB2. Was, he was not a very good fantasy running back. That's all I'm saying. All right. He okay. was at least uh, consistent. Come on. Give yeah, consistently bad. Leonard. <laughs> oh my God. Leonard Fournette was a much better fantasy running back than Melvin Gordon this year. Surprised everybody, I think, right? Like, we kind of thought it was going to be a split backfield, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. And then it was just. The, <laughs> Remember Ronald Jones. And then it was just the Leonard Fournette show. And he was killing it. But a lot of his points came from Tom Brady tracking down the ball to him over and over and over. So. Without Tom Brady in the league anymore, do it like are the Buccaneers a good landing spot for a running back? I don't, I don't know. You would think they get a lot of touches because mm-hmm. Ronald Jones and Fournette are both free agents. So unless Keyshawn Vaughn is all of a sudden going to become a thing, I mean, do we think the Buccaneers is a good spot? Yeah, from a volume standpoint. But is this is this going to turn into Leonard Fournette on the Jags? Basically, as opposed to Leonard Fournette on last year's Bucks, that's what I think would happen. It's still not a terrible scenario because he was good enough based on volume with the Jags. Yeah. And so if that's the situation, all right, he's not going to be like top five 
this time, but he could be a very valuable fantasy asset. What about the Cardinals? Yeah, and I didn't even include James Conner in this segment, but he is a free agent, huh? Did James you send Conner's him on your a, uh, a free agent. Th- I, I felt like the Cardinals liked – like James Conner killed it in his role for the Cardinals. You couldn't have asked for anything better. I think Conner's a better pass-catching running back by far. Like Fournette – was like forced into that pass catching role. Like they gave him every opportunity in the world to just be like, can you just show us you don't have stone cold hands, please? <laughs> and, and I think it came down to everybody else yeah. having colder hands. Yes, exactly. He never made impressive catches. They were just like, you know, little short things. Like Connor's an actually like, I think above average pass catcher for a running back. Um, so if I'm the Cardinals, I much prefer James Connor as a talent. I guess they might be worried about his health again. Uh, but I would rather re-sign James Conner than Fournette, right? Yes. I would, and I think you'd probably save money. He's also it's a just... better goal line back as well. Like, James Conner's, like, one of the best goal line backs in the league. He killed it on the goal line with the Steelers, killed it on the goal line with Cardinals. He's just, like, he knows how to get into the end zone. I think Leonard Fournette, now that he's got this, like, playoff Lenny vibe, uh, I think he's going to want to go to a team that's uh, yeah. probably got some, like, studs built up around him. Uh, and I think, like, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, they would fit that bill. I feel like it, like, from a, like, I don't know if I'm just sort of slotting him in there because the Bucks were a winning team. And I think the, the Cardinals could be too. But I feel like it could be an interesting fit. But I think Connor would be just as efficient and more financially responsible. I can see Leonard Fournette going to the Bills. I think the Bills will upgrade this year. I've lost any hope of Zach Moss becoming a thing. Um, So I think they're going to want to find someone to go with Devin Singletary. I I don't think they want to feed Devin Singletary all year long. They should feed Devin Singletary. Yeah, I I like him, but there's clearly issues. Like pass blocking's not his strongest suit. Like they don't always want – he's a little guy, right? He's a little guy. He's not going to hold up forever. So I could see them signing a guy like Leonard Fournette. I don't know. I, I think that kind of destroy his value because then Fournette will get like 10 carries a game instead of – or 10 touches a game instead of his, uh, you know, 15 to 20 with the Buccaneers. But, yeah, that would be a bad landing spot, but I could see it happening. And that just hurts Devin Singletary, which sucks. All right, let's move on to this last group here of running backs. Sony Michelle Ronald Jones. I don't know if it's fair to put Sony Michelle with Ronald Jones. No, it's not. <laughs> but, I mean, they kind of had opposite seasons, right? I mean, two years ago, Ronald Jones had his nice ending. This year, Sony Michelle had his nice ending. Both disappeared in the playoffs completely. So it's like they had the same exact season, just back-to-back years. Um, do either of them get starting jobs next year? I think. There's not a lot of openings. I think if either of them do, it's going to be to one of these places that can't afford to spend much and they need a veteran back there. Like, maybe we're not thinking of the Saints in the way that we should be with Alvin Kamara's potential situation. And maybe somebody like that would be a good piece for them to acquire at a low, low price uh, because they can't afford anything else. I actually really would love that fit. Uh, Sony Michelle with the Saints. He could sort of be like the... uh, one-two punch with Alvin Kamara, uh, utilize Kamara more heavily as a receiver, and then... Yeah. 
No, I like that. And then what about the Chargers there? Because I still feel like they're going to try to find someone else with Eckler. Oh, I would Austin love Eckler. that too. But I think Ronald Jones makes a lot of sense with Eckler because I actually think Ronald Jones is a fantastic running back. Running. <laughs> if that was his only job was the title of his job, then he would be great. But when he has to pass catch, it just turns into a complete disaster. So that would be a perfect pairing. Wouldn't be great for Eckler, though, because I think like he's going to lose out on goal line opportunities, lose out on those carries. Now, anyone that you know has Austin Eckler on their team, it's all for the pass catching, right? Not going to worry you too much, but uh, yeah, I like that for Ronald Jones, and I think that would be a nice spot for him as well in terms of his fantasy value of like being an RB2 type player. Yeah, I could see him being usable. There you go. He's finally back to a flex-worthy player, <laughs> I think, at that point. Do you think the Lions try to upgrade from Javante Williams or they just keep it with Williams and Swift? Um, Jamal Williams, first of all. Give my guy oh, his yes. credit. Jamal. There. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Jamal uh, Williams. Yeah. I, I think Jamal Williams has probably moved. And I think uh, there could be a potential for, again, like a low-key signing like this. So I, I would hate it for fantasy for whoever would sign there, personally. But uh, it would be a good team move, probably. All right, cool. All right, let's move on to wide receivers quickly here. We have a lot of guys that just need to, like, revive their careers. But first, before we get into them, let's talk about Chris Godwin. Torres ACL, it may hurt his value a little bit. Uh, a, a team might be able to get him cheaper than they could have if he didn't, you know, tear his ACL. Uh, what would be the best landing spot for him? Because I believe that we both would want, you know, him to be a wide receiver one finally somewhere, not competing with Mike Evans. I have a team. I want to hear if you guys think of the same team. Kate, who's your best fit for Chris Godwin? Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears? Ooh. That was not my pick in the sl- – that may have been like my 32nd pick. <laughs> I, I Okay. I, do you want me to like dive into that analysis now or I- – no, But like so you clearly think Justin Fields is going to make a massive transformation with a new coach? Um, I, I think he's going to – like do something uh and i think we've already seen that you don't necessarily need to be the best wide receiver or the best quarterback to produce a fantasy relevant wide receiver but i think what chris godwin would give justin fields is like just one of the most reliable possession receivers who can make huge plays after the catch like i think that would be huge for the development of justin fields period uh, so just, how would we feel about Darnell Mooney then if that happened? Because I know, Jake, you're the big Darnell Mooney guy. Yeah, that's not a guy that I want to see there. I want to see a much lower grade wide receiver join <laughs> the Bears for his sake. And that would scare me off of Mooney quite a bit. I was, oh, no, sorry, Jake, go with your top favorite one and I'll tell you who mine was. I'll be honest, it's tough for me to look through the actual cap situations of these teams and figure out where there's not going to be just weird overlap with his style and other guys that are there. But maybe one that would be intriguing is the Raiders. I don't know. They do need another option there. And it's not like they don't throw the ball plenty. So his value should still be fine from a target share perspective. We're assuming Darren Waller comes back and gets his old Darren Waller role. But there is room for somebody else there. No, there definitely is. I, I, it's interesting because I don't know if they spend that money on Chris Godwin when they have like Hunter Renfro. Do they play enough of a different role to do that? But right. I, you can find a spot for him. Like you still need to upgrade for uh, Derek Carr there. And 
Derek Carr throws so much, like, because they're always down because he's turning over the ball so much that it's going to be kind of like the Jameis Winston situation where the quarterback's not great, but they're throwing so much that it helps Chris Godwin because that volume. So, like, I'm down for that. And it's so clutch because they can't win a game in regulation, so you get a lot of overtime. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. True. Uh, and I don't know yet who the quarterback will be for this team, so that will depend, obviously, you know, what happens. But I think the Colts could be a really nice fit for him because he instantly would become, like, the target hog there. I, I like Michael Pittman, but I still think Chris Godwin would be that true wide receiver one. But without knowing who the quarterback is, that's a little bit trickier. Um, Patriots with Mac Jones, I don't hate that. kind of love it. I kind of hate it. I kind of just feel like I'm zapped from them last year and spending all this money on free agents that didn't do anything. I know they're not Chris Godwin level. They didn't spend guys. any money. That's the issue. Well, they spent a lot of money, but they didn't spend it efficiently. They, they just, spent a lot of money on Johnny Smith. They just spent it, but they just spent it to spend it on guys that weren't good. And it's just like, if they actually yeah. used it for someone good, maybe it would help. He'll be they better than Mac Jones. Yeah. They have to get Mac Jones a true wide receiver one. I don't think people give credit to what Mac Jones did with the pass catchers he had. He made them, like, Myers had an okay season. Um, Kendrick Bourne. Had an okay season. But, like, Kendrick Bourne he, had a fantastic These guys season. are not good, right? Like, these guys are not very good ever in their careers where any of them would be a wide receiver one. All of them would be really good as wide receiver threes on their team, maybe a wide receiver two, but they should never be the wide receiver one of any team. True. If you want Mac Jones to grow and be a good quarterback in the NFL, you got to get him a true wide receiver one. And I think that's Chris Godwin. I think he could feed him and he'd be pretty good. Uh, obviously not. I wouldn't be as excited about him as when he was with Tom Brady or even Winston, but I like that fit. Now I'm rooting for the Patriots, I think, <laughs> for Chris Godwin. All right, let's move on to Mike Williams here because that's my dude and he doesn't have to revive his career. And then we'll get into the group that just, you know, struggling as of late. But Mike Williams had a career year with the Chargers. Can his value only go down if the Chargers don't resign him? I don't know if there's a better fit for him anywhere. No, and I don't feel comfortable. Think of how many years it took him to finally get relevant in that offense. I know it was because of injuries and whatnot, but also, come on, man. Uh, I just don't like the idea of him restarting anywhere. And maybe there's a couple of teams that would be interesting. Like, wouldn't it be fun to see him on the Chiefs? Kind of. I think that would be a lot of fun. I don't think it's super realistic. Um, But I don't think it's good for his fantasy value either. Yeah, no. But it'd be great for Patrick Mahomes's. Yeah. Oh, it'd be great for Patrick Mahomes, but in terms of like Mike Williams and his value, uh, what do you think about him being like a wide receiver one for the Patriots? I don't like that, that. I don't like that. I don't like that. Because he's a big, big play guy. We know he Matt Jones. He's we not know- a wide receiver one to me. I think he's a guy that needs a Keenan Allen on the opposite side of him to help him out. He's more of that deep threat. I don't see him. As, I wouldn't want him as a wide I love Mike Williams. I don't want him as a wide receiver one. On any team. So sayonara, Saints. No chance. Yeah. I mean, and then who's his quarterback, right? Like, I don't know if he can go anywhere that his volume gets. Why are we presuming that Michael Thomas is not playing with the Saints? Like, He's out of my life, Kate, forever. I I wouldn't mind that. Michael Thomas and Mike Williams would be a really nice duo. I think that would be one of the most fun duos. There's no quarterback. Like, who's their quarterback? Bring back Jameis. 
Okay, if you Famous have Jameis, Jameis that, baby. We saw Mike Evans and Chris Godwin both do great things with Jameis, but that means that their throwing is as much as the Buccaneers did and deep and, you know, I guess Sean Payton is gone. We They're so unknown, right? We don't know what the Saints are going to look like, so I don't see his value. We're talking about, like, fantasy value going up. I think if he leaves and goes anywhere, his value has to go down. If he goes to the Bills, though, and there's no Emmanuel Sanders, and let's say they let go of Cole Beasley to save money, that could be beautiful. Mike Williams and Josh Allen together could be beautiful. My Lord. <laughs> he'd be a better Gabriel Davis. Right. Like Gabriel Davis, but he'd be better. It would completely crush Gabriel Davis. There would be no yeah. use for him in fantasy henceforth. Yes. Yeah. Because Gabriel Davis is just uh, a, a weak man's Mike Williams. Right? <laughs> Poor man. Yeah, I couldn't think of it. Poor, so weak man. <laughs> He's not weak. All right, let's talk about this, this wide receiver group here before we end the show. So there's a bunch of these wide receivers who did nothing this year or struggled. Um, Allen Robinson just completely fell off the face of the earth. Uh, he's a free agent. Juju Smith-Schuster, he had the injury, but he fell off the face of the earth well before that. In fantasy, I'll say in fantasy, still a good team wide receiver. Will Fuller couldn't make it back faster than Cam Akers, and he had a finger injury, and Cam Akers tore his Achilles. Uh, so will he ever make it through a season? We'll never know. Hopefully. We'll, we'll find out next year. But uh, DJ Chark. He got injured. He hasn't done anything since his one breakout year. And then OBJ. He's also a free agent. Finally came along here in the playoffs with the Rams and then tore his ACL. I even felt for the man. Like, I felt for him. That sucks. That, that, that wow. sucks big time. And you don't even like OBJ. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, he was finally coming. Like, you you got to feel for him. That that That's a really sh- – Crappy situation. Sh-crappy situation. Sh-crappy. But <laughs> when we're looking at this group here, right, which of these guys do we feel like has the best chance of changing scenery and then becoming a top 12 wide receiver again? I mean, all of these guys have really – they've done it before, right? They've all been really good fantasy wide receivers for at least one season. Um, so who in this group has the best chance of changing, going somewhere, and becoming that again? I mean, I think it's pro- like so most likely I'm going to go with Allen Robinson. If he finds a place where he can get the target chair, we already know he can do it. Like, I think that's what it comes down to because it's not even like. Well, we already know all these quali- guys can do it. But I'm They've saying it's not even quali- like he's played with some truly not fantastic quarterbacks. So we already know that he's capable of playing with bad quarterbacks as long as he gets the volume. And I think that's pretty pretty key there and I think there are plenty of opportunities um like just around the league in general that have opportunities for a wide receiver one to emerge like I don't (laughs) this is like the most uh backwards thing we could imagine but the Jaguars are currently ranked third in the most cap space available uh projected into the 2022 season could we ever see like a a reunition, reunition, <laughs> Reuni- reunification oh, with the rhythm nation, the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, and like he redeems himself there. He's uh, he'd play with Trevor Lawrence, who I like I would easily be the best wide receiver Trevor Lawrence has ever played with. I think that could be kind of interesting. It I could be, it. and they have the money to play with. Um, I think the Lions, you'd instantly get 150 targets. 
We saw Amon Ross St. Brown actually have success at the end of the year there. Um, like, you also have to get Jared. Like, if you want Jared Goff to be something for your organization, like, if that's who you're sticking with, you can't just send him out there with his those playmakers again. Like, you can't do that. You got to give him a true wide receiver one. And I think if you had Amon Ross St. Brown and Allen Robinson, that would be a nice duo. I think the Lions are the ones who end up getting a Will Fuller type this offseason, which I wouldn't like. That just, it seems like they have a type with receivers, and it seems very much that Fuller fits this always injured, just runs way down the field all of the time type of guys that they're obsessed with. He's a Brashad Perryman-esque type of dude. <laughs> and so I'm worried about that for him, but it's better for him because I'm, I've given up on Will Fuller and him staying healthy. So go to Detroit because then I don't have to think about you for 2022. As opposed to Allen Robinson, who I agree could get volume. And to be fair, like he definitely has the biggest chance to increase value no matter what because – he just gave up on the season, I think, with the Bears and was waiting to get out. And I think, you know, he ain't going to be wide receiver 70 again with a different team. Yeah, I mean, you would hope. You would hope, right? This season was very just disappointing for him overall. Like, just watching him on the field was just gross. It didn't look like he was trying at all. Uh, what about Juju Smith-Schuster? He's yes. the opposite. On the field, he looks like he's like about to like break off his leg. That he, he will just like sell his soul to win a game. I love that out of him. But it looks like you know the Steelers probably won't sign him. They don't even have a quarterback at this point to feed him. What's the best landing spot for him? Because I see Kate actually put the same landing spot. I'm hoping he goes. <gasps> no way. Yeah. This is the first time you've ever agreed with me. I know. I tried to tweet it the other day, but I tweeted it from the wrong account and got in trouble. Um, awkward. Um, <laughs> so I couldn't redo it. Okay, so I'll take I'll take credit for it since you didn't have the nerve to put it in the show doc. Um, I would love to see. So I want Juju, like as a Pittsburgh fan, just to be clear, I want him to stay with the Steelers. And I actually think, like, as a Pittsburgh fan who has spent a lot of time like watching Juju in the community. I think he really likes Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I think I could easily picture him. For, for his to fantasy stay. value, I don't think that's the best spot. No. For him to do. Uh, but for his fantasy value, uh, I, I'm going to roll with Philly, who they need a solid slot receiver. I think he'd be um, like just a possession guy that could raise the floor for Jalen Hurts as a passer. Um, I think that would take just Devonta Smith to a whole new level. Um, if you have to worry about Juju Smith-Schuster working out of the slot, I would love that fit just for the entire offense. Uh, we already know that they took a big step up in terms of their rushing production this year. Um, you get, I, I think they're literally one really solid receiver away from Yeah, they need an upgrade step. from Jalen Rager, and I think Juju would be a great fit there. Uh, where do you think would be a good – like, is there any spot that Juju could land where you'd be like, oh, damn, I wish I had him on my fantasy team? Yes, but it's very unrealistic. Well, let me rephrase. It's unrealistic if this team is planning to compete this year. It's realistic and kind of gross if they're planning to rebuild, and it is my Packers because if Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams walk, well, now they actually have room to sign a guy like this. And if you're going with Jordan Love and you want to see what he has – it's the Jared Goff type of thing. You have to at least give him somebody to throw to. And I think Juju is an amazing player and would at least give them a chance to really evaluate Jordan Love. So that's why I say it would be amazing if they were contenders and he was there. 
because for his fantasy value, I think that would still be incredible. Um, but I'm not keen if it's Jordan Love throwing him the ball. Yeah, and I don't think it's fair to, like, I think Juju Smith-Schuster's a way better wide receiver than any of us are giving him credit for. He's the, clutch. The last year, the Steelers actually had a true, real, off, like, NFL offense. He was amazing, right? And, yes, he did play against, or across from A.B., maybe that helped. But players play against, across from great wide receivers all the time and don't do anything. I mean, how many other wide receivers played across from Antonio Brown and didn't do close to what Juju did? Uh, Tyree Kill. I mean, Demarcus Robinson couldn't be worse as an outside wide receiver of production, anyways. Like other, so I, I just truly feel like he's great in the way the offense has been for the last couple of seasons. That's really slowed him down. Like it's hard to be good in that offense. It's just truly terrible. He hasn't been healthy uh, when he has been healthy. That... I want to see him with Jordan Love. I do. I kind of do. I want to see him with the Packers, no. a wide receiver one with Jordan Love. Kind of like it. I'm kind of with you. All right. I'm goodbye. With you. <laughs> I want. I want to see him as a wide receiver one because I think he can do it on a good, on a team that's actually willing to throw the ball deep down the field. All right, uh, and then lastly, quickly here, let's talk about Will Fuller and DJ Chark. OBJ, I feel like we'll just stay with the Rams. Uh, I feel like we don't even have to talk about that. If he's not with the Rams, then I don't really care because I feel like that's the only place he's going to succeed is with the Rams, and he has to deal with that ACL tear. It's a whole thing. But let's quickly, DJ Chark, um, Will Fuller. DJ Chark, I feel like could be decent with a team like the Chiefs. Because like I said, they really, really need to upgrade it outside wide receiver. I think Chark um, would be a huge upgrade as their wide receiver too. No one ran. Not no one, I should say. he, Demarcus <laughs> Robinson ran the seventh most routes outside this season in the NFL. Wow. And he ended, this is including the playoffs, and he ended with 300-something total yards, including the playoffs. 300 something total yards like that seems impossible everyone else i was in the top 10 had 900 plus yards and with 300 is stupid like they need to give an upgrade maybe that means that position's bad right maybe that means they don't utilize that player so maybe a player landing in that role is not a great thing but either way they need to upgrade it and i think dj chart would be a nice upgrade i agree but I, I'm making DJ Chark my sacrificial lamb to the Houston Texans. Sorry, DJ, but there is always somebody of his caliber that is going to end it. up on the Texans. No. And for That's fantasy, maybe he'll be like a fringe, I don't know, wide receiver three. Hey, I'll take it. Like, I need a guy like that still at some point. But I'm not going to be thrilled yeah. about it. And then where do we think Will Fuller would be a nice fit? Because we all agree he's a super talented wide receiver. Uh, anyone could utilize like any any team would be happy to have him if they knew he would stay healthy for even 12 games give me 12 games and there's going to be a team who would want to sign you if you could play 12 straight games do it uh but like i i'm happy he only signed a one-year deal with the dolphins i thought he signed multiple years so i don't want him on the dolphins i think that's a terrible fit with tua i don't like it but where would be a good fit to utilize his skill set if the Chargers let Mike Williams go and they can get Will Fuller for cheaper, that could be beautiful. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Patriots. You just <laughs> you want everyone to go to the Patriots. I love Mac Jones. He's a very capable deep passer, but like they have not had anybody that I truly consider a deep threat. Like you have Hunter Henry, who's uh, fantastic in the the red zone, but. 
like for in terms of like a wide receiver able to really take the top off things like when he is on the field I think he opens up things for pretty much everybody in that offense I think he'd open up things uh even for the run game which uh, we saw Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson they can just turn around that whole team with Allen Robinson and Will Fuller oh my for real though um, if I both don't sign, I, I, I don't gonna, know if I love that. I'm going to crap if both of them signed the Patriots. I think that would be <laughs> incredible. I I would think if you're going to hate this, you're both going to hate this. So I'm just going to say it really quick and rip don't the Band-Aid off. Uh, what if he goes to the Raiders? Because Derek Carr actually is a pretty yeah. decent deep ball I passer. I don't so. hate that. I love that. No. You, you know, Derek Deshaun Carr. Jackson's the last thing that they tried to use in that role. And it's just, it's not working. You need a, a young dude. You there. just called Deshaun Jackson a thing. He's a- <laughs> I mean, we, we, we've we seen it now with Derek Carr for a couple seasons. He's able to hit those deep, those deep guys. I mean, he had a thing going with Henry Ruggs. He was, they were completing a deep pass. Maybe didn't always go for a touchdown, but like every game and sometimes multiple times a game. So I love the Will Fuller, two Raiders things. I think I would really want Will Fuller on my team. Um, if that were the case, if he goes there, love that fit for him. Again, it's like the same thing with Rashad Penny. It's like if he stays healthy, he's going to be a top 15 wide receiver. Like I think Will Fuller has that talent. We saw it. The one year he stayed healthy but then got suspended, of course, <laughs> for PEDs. Like uh, he was. I mean, he was a top – I don't know. He was a top 10 wide receiver at that time at least. Uh, so we know he has a capability. It's just same thing with Penny. Got to stay healthy. But that's our show, talking about free agents. It's it's fun to just, like, discuss the possibilities, and then we're going to get to free agency, and everyone's just going to stay exactly where they are. <laughs> it, it happens, like, every every time, like, day one, I'm like, let's go, and then, like, no news happens. It's like a bunch of offensive linemen moving around. But, uh, no, I'm excited. We have so much to talk about this offseason. Like, we'll, we'll get into some rookies uh, sooner or later here. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Dynasty. Um, in the weeks coming, we have some fun stuff. So keep coming along and listening on Thursday mornings with us. If you have any additional questions you want to shoot us, hit me up on Twitter. This is Michelle. You can find me at Ball Blast M, Ball Blast E-M. And I'm Kate. You can follow me at FF Ball Blast. And I'm Jake. You can follow me at Jake Trowbridge with a W. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week's Ball Blast Fantasy Football Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave those five-star reviews, and check out ballblastfootball.com for more league-winning advice.